Uh, hello and welcome to Shoot the Piano Player, a French New Wave podcast. I'm Spencer, and with me is someone who, well, one movie he loved, one movie he he didn't like, and we're <laughs> going to get into it. Hi, my name is Joel. I am a sensitive movie watcher. That's a, you know, maybe it was everything, uh, every, everywhere all at once. Every, every, every dog everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Hot dog. Anyway. Yeah. So these, both these movies struck me in places that I was like, I've been meaning to, I'm curious about everything, every, that movie, but yeah. I don't want to leave my house to go to the movies <laughs> right now. So, I, I can wait on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure it's great. It's just like I don't want to leave the house to go to the movies. It just no, I understand. I know. I understand. Don't worry. I mean, I just saw The Northman last night, and I don't know. Like, I did. Like, I'm not big on the letterbox review thing, but I had to do a little one because I definitely felt like I was in somebody's living room with how people were like, "Ooh, wow! Oh, who knew? <laughs> oh, like." And then I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna tell you, it's a, it's a fun movie. I don't think it's great. It's not bad. It's good. But I don't know if anybody in there has ever seen a movie before, because nothing was all that like, like surprising. Is it, so, so it's, is yeah. it Conan? But uh, the North, uh, I wouldn't say it's as good as Conan, oh. and I don't. Yeah, but it's it's not bad. It's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, but like, yeah. it's not the greatest thing ever either. And there's nothing about it that's predictable. So or unpredictable rather. So it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. guys. Like, I'm glad you're having a good time over there. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's another one. I'll get to it when it's on demand or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like I'm glad. I, like at the same time, I saw it on the big screen just because the movie's beautiful. And but it was like also I was like, oh yeah, this is what it's like going to the movies with strangers that have <laughs> no basic like understanding of movie theater etiquette mm. or respecting everybody else around them. So mm, yeah, everybody's that. just excited to get back out there. They can't hold their emotions in. The volume is, is louder and more obnoxious than it was before. If that's even possible, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, it is. Also, oh, yeah. in fairness, I also saw RRR in the theater, oh, nice. and uh, that kind of ruined wanting to go go into the movies for me. It's like, well, that's oh, that's like Indian movies are designed for a theater, so it's like, yeah. well, nothing will top this. It's it's literally everything plus music and dancing. So it's like, well, I don't want to see anything else. I already saw yeah. like everything I wanted to see. You already saw everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah, I don't. I want to see that really bad. It looks awesome. But did you cool. introduce our guest, by the way? Oh no, she started talking. Okay. Sorry. No, that's fine. That's no, fine. you're just. That's great. Yeah, uh, returning guest, um, the person who can always pick a movie that will ruin my day, uh, Amanda. <laughs> so Wait, so my you... last time on the show. <laughs> what did she pick last time? Um. Laventura, I picked once. I picked Vagabond once. What else? Oh, I picked yeah, Amore with you guys once. I'm picking all the movies you guys are like, what? Uh, Amore. Yeah. I was okay with both Amore and Vagabond, but okay. uh, yeah, for some reason, uh, I mean, Mur- Murmur, I think, mm-hmm. is like an excellent movie, but I yeah. personally have like things about oh, young no way. people in the sexual situation, so I'm like, mm, mm, uh, 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 it's still really good. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. Is, that. is that why um, 
Mary Jane's not a virgin anymore makes you uncomfortable? <laughs> no. Because um, I have I think that made... Yeah. That's like, you know, very explicitly about like sexuality and teens. Oh, yeah. Well, Black Moon, too. So. Yeah. The, the the difference between uh, Mary Jane's Not a Virgin mm-hmm. Anymore and Murmur of the Heart is that those people in Mary Jane are obviously adults pretending to be teenagers. <laughs> yes, Not to mention, true. I was alive during the period when that movie made... Uh, yeah. was made and it kind of reminded me of people like I knew so that's part of the reason why I was like uh, I should give oh. it another chance though I really liked uh, I'm not it's called s- I Was a uh, Teenage Serial yeah, Killer yeah, that's it yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's great and the message at the end is I was too stupid to get the message the first time I saw it I was like that's a lame ending they're like oh I never mind it, that's the that's a perfect ending to this mm-hmm So, uh, how many Louis Mal's have we seen? Me? Only these two. Uh, the first one I saw was Black Moon. This is the fourth time I've seen it. Uh, I, I, I just like it. I don't love it. But yeah. it was just like I randomly picked it because I saw a thumbnail on uh, Filmstruck. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was on Hulu at the time. And I was like, well, this, this sounds interesting and weird. And mm-hmm. I watched it, and uh, I don't know it's just like it's a weird comfort comfort watch for me, sort of. But at the same time, it's like if you like it, this is the first time I paid attention to mm-hmm. things like closely. And it's like, oh, I don't know what the fuck this movie is. I think I know, <laughs> but I'm not really sure. <laughs> That's kind of the type of movie that it is. It, it's it's very it's like I don't know. It's compared a lot to to like an Alice in Wonderland, which is how odd it is and all the symbolism but yeah i mean i don't know if i'd say it's a comfort movie but i do love it as weird as it is um yeah yeah. one moment i fucking hate that we'll get into okay (laughs) the the other movie i clearly i never heard of murmur of the heart yeah yeah okay i mean for me i would say if I had to like say like movies that I really love of his, um, I might include both of these. I just I really love um my dinner with Andre and Vanya on Forty Second Street and Atlantic City and I'm trying to think what else. I think The Fire Within the Lovers and Elevator to the Gallows. There's a lot of movies of his I like. I take it back. Um but yeah, I mean they're all I think what makes him interesting is there's just a crazy amount of variety in different types of movies he made. Like there's just pretty much just different, different things to explore, which is, which is nice. Cause a lot of directors, at least for me, I don't feel are really that way. They're usually like, you watch that movie and you're like, Oh, you know, that's, that's a, this type of movie or that's a, like, and, and he just has, like I said, the variety going on, which is, which is nice. And it's interesting. And it's a little different. Yeah. Uh, J dog. What, 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 which ones have you seen? Well, besides the two we're going to talk about, I've seen La Combe Lucien, mm-hmm. which uh, is, it's about an asshole kid who gets rejected rejected by the French resistance. So he he starts hanging out with the Gestapo, and he realizes how much he likes being in charge. Yeah, and he's an a- I mean, this kid's an asshole. So it's like that was a movie I had not of like. A storyline I had not seen in a movie because I think I watched this when I was first getting into Criterion stuff on the Hulu. On yeah. the Hulu. I'm 40. The Hulu. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you got the Netflix kids um, or the Googles. <laughs> and um, it, it, it definitely made an impression on me because I remember mm-hmm. what happened in the movie nice. and I thought it was good, but yeah. um, it also made me feel dirty in a way like mm. this character, like what he's a kid, mm-hmm. but he's an asshole, mm-hmm. but he's a kid, you know, <laughs> like struggling with the idea that, you know, how, when does responsibility become one's actions or one's environments? Like, that kind of thing. And I also have seen a documentary that doesn't have, doesn't feel like it's like uh, auteur kind of thing. Uh, the Calcutta, which is extra footage that he had when he was making another movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's another one. I Like, you know, I liked seeing the aspects of this other country way back in 19, you know, 60, whenever he was filming. 69, I think. 68. Yeah. Um, so, that's you know, two good ones. Uh, three with Murmur of the Heart. Uh, Black Moon is also an excellent movie. But from, but, but I hated it with, I hated it. Yeah, I checked your Letterbox review and I was like, uh-oh. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch thought the cat knocked up knocked out the internet she she uh messed with the router before but she didn't it's not that it was just something else happened oh was she was she trying to get free wi-fi i don't know she gets behind where the router is and plays with it and knocked it out and Aww. it's cute but annoying you see you can't get mad That's a, it's a cheeky yeah, yeah. okay uh it seems stable now i'm this is the only window I have open, only program I have open. Okay. You were talking You're all about good. video games. That's fine. Alright. Um Alright, so I guess I should jump into it with um the murmur of the heart. Sweet. Okay, so I went uh, the whole boys Catholic school thing, I went through that. And it was the worst mm-hmm. year of my life. I did. I left for public school after that. And that yeah. was the first time I went to public school. And I loved public school so much more than Catholic school. And, uh, yeah, so this movie with that whole angle is like, oh, I hate seeing this and, and anything because it just makes me feel yeah. sad. I mean, I don't know what your experience was like, but for me, um, probably one of the worst times of my life was my middle school, and it was a private Catholic school, and I was bullied by the students and the teachers, so I kind of get where you're getting, like, it definitely resonated with me in that sense of, like, oh, great, here we go. Um, like, I don't know what your experience was like, but yeah, I, I had a similar feeling when I was watching it initially. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, I'm going to say allegedly. Because that—that's the key phrase here. The yes. and th- there was a priest, the priest who was a principal. He uh, yep. was very nice to me. He made sure, like when I was having trouble with bullying and other stuff, that you know, I could talk to him. Yeah. Later, yep. he has found out he may, he might have been molesting ch- children. So. Oh my God! I'm sorry. 
Uh, I've been checking out how big their thighs have become. Okay. There is that scene in this where like he touches the kid's thigh, and I was like, "What is this? Like, do, do you guys remember that?" Yes. Like, yeah, he's... And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> he is a hundred percent making a move because he's yes. like when when he's like, "I think I need to go back to the pool." He's like irritated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, again, I will say allegedly the print, former principal at the mm-hmm. school I went to. I'm not saying he did it. Right. Just trying to cover my bases. Yeah, I mean, my principal was a um, a nun, but she wasn't wearing a habit, and she, like, was mad that I was, like, sick, didn't want me to go home one day, and I actually had, like, I had to go have a procedure done, like, in a hospital, like, I wasn't, like, making it up, and she, I remember, like, she threw me against a wall and, like, screamed at me that I wasn't sick, so, yeah, I have, I have very fond memories of a private Catholic school experience, so, yeah, it didn't touch me in the thigh, though, but, you know. Mm. No, you weren't so, a boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this is accurate because you have the one uh, black student. It's like, oh, yeah, that that's that's what their schools are like. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a great environment. Um, so I guess it was similar in that way where we're just, just kind of brought back like uh, memories of a wonderful uh, past experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a, a semi-autobiography in some sort of way. Um yeah. If I remember from what I read a while back. Um, so um, I don't know how much of this is similar to uh, Louis Maul's life, but um, I'm sure he, I mean, hopefully he didn't have the experiences that you and I did or anything similar to uh-huh. it, but um, the coming of age story of, I think the kid's like 14, 15, it's kind of what it looks like, maybe 13, the youngest. Uh-huh. I feel like he's kind and- of in that range. When at the end of the movie, he's been telling people he's like, you know, progressively older to get away with stuff, but he yeah. tells whoever, I can't remember, that he's 13, about to turn 14. So it's like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Even the de- the description on Letterbox, uh, the loosely blotted coming of age tale follows the life of a 15 year old Laurent. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> So I was like, because I like I vaguely remember thirteen being mentioned in the movie. So yeah. yeah, but then like if you look up like any details about it, I th- I think most of them say fifteen. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, the main character also kind of remind me of a friend from high school who, uh, you know, I probably I shouldn't say his name. I, it's not I'm not gonna say anything too bad about him, but he's like this type of kid. Like he was stealing weed at at twelve and having sex at thirteen. Mm. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I think it's that's terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't really we aren't friends anymore. He t- he had some baby mama drama going on like after mm-hmm. high school, and it's like I don't want to be around you anymore. This is too much. <laughs> yeah, that's tough, especially if it's a friend. Like, what do you do? But it sounds yeah. like you made the right decision. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I can I can't imagine what you know what positions he found himself in. And you, like, even if you had tried to think, no, 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 it was not a joke. We're talking about children. Uh, I just mean that Mm -hmm. his life must have been really not going good. Uh, His life was kind of crazy. Oh, uh, uh, a weird fact that that his mom is an artist and she did paintings for The Happening, the M.I. Chamlon movie. And he got to go to oh. a party and meet like uh, Mark Wahlberg and Shyamalan. Mm. And he's told wow. me 
uh, Wahlberg is much shorter than you expect. I'm oh. not surprised. Mm-hmm. His burgers aren't that great either. <laughs> <laughs> Neither are his politics. Anyway. <laughs> but, Joel, he could have stopped 9-11. Yeah, yeah bro. Single-handedly. <laughs> you know what? I would If I was on that plane... I would put those guys in a headlock. And then, you know oh what? God. You know what? I'd be hero. <laughs> God. Yeah. Mm. He and Mel mm. Gibson teaming up now. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gibson. So, um, Murmur of the Heart. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, anyway, so but, but to be, like, it's... I haven't seen 400 Blows yet. I'm kind of saving that for uh, when we do episode on it. But, like, yeah. this kind of feels like... From what I understand of 400, this feels like, like the uh, like an edgier version of 400 Blows, based off of like what uh, I know about it. Not edgy, like Edge Lord of Edgy is like yeah. it's the 70s. You can get away with a, with a few more things than you could in the 50s. Yeah, um, I would say without me spoiling it from what I remember with the 400 Blows. Um, Aside from like the famous like freeze frame at the end on the beach, um, this is the poor man's version of that kind of. Um, but it's, it's not to say Murmur of the Heart is a bad movie. It's not. It's just Four Hundred Blows is you know obviously like an all time like must see French New Wave movie. But um, I yeah, mean, yeah, the kid in the Four Hundred Blows doesn't have nearly the privilege that this kid has. <laughs> exactly. Like I think it's important to mention that like this is like they're clearly. They're growing up in very a very wealthy situation in like post World War Two, um, and then we have a at first when I first saw this I don't know about you guys but uh, I didn't realize it was his mother until like about halfway into the movie. Oh. Um, at first I was like, is that like an older sister? Like what? Because there's definitely that like sexual tension there, and then um you know of yeah. course there's yeah, what happens it. in the movie. But <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, when you posted about it, I saw a poster. It was like. Oh wait, this is movement incest. Okay, I hadn't watched it yet, so, yes, so it was yes, kind of spoiled yes. for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. watching it's like it can't really be about incest. And then I watched it, it's like, oh, it is. <laughs> the, the yeah, post- not I would say about. it's about it, but that happens in it. Yeah. Like, but yeah. that's that, that's that, yeah. that's whole lead up of the of of like the third act is just like, yeah. Well, yeah. He and his mom He's are going to are going to do something yeah. together. He's already, you know, like he's, I mean, he, I don't know what it was like for French boys and French men, but all these movies paint them this way, like where they're just like, I'm going to use this woman. Okay. See you later. Kind of thing. Uh, And it's like, you know, the women expect expect that in some cases and other cases they don't like this child is trying to have sex with other children. You know, he does end up having sex with that other child and, and. The, the, the thing about Freda too the, was Freda. A ch- I don't know if Freda was underage. Uh, she said she was the youngest, but she also yeah. took care of like the new clients. That's true. So, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no worries. I'm, the the incest part mm-hmm. that happens. Or jump in there already. Okay. Felt weirdly like they like it wasn't like oh my god what's happening here like. That's the way I was reacting, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I feel like the filmmaker was like, "What a normal, beautiful thing—the love between a son and a mother." <laughs> ah, 
And then she like, says something like, like like to him, like, I can't remember the words exactly, but this won't happen again. Right. And like, <laughs> let's just remember it as a beautiful moment. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And like, with, wow. with the ending, it felt like, is this like a parody of French New Wave? Because no. you have the like the philosophy angle, which which comes up a lot. And the whole philosophy yeah. thing, we we always bring up like, it's kind of boring. But like here, it's like it, if you like, they kind of like play it down, and it's yeah. always like, yeah, philosophy's fucking stupid, and that feels like a comment <laughs> on like Romare and it's like a trope, it seems in, in French New Wave, yeah. yeah. But Definitely. but feel like it's like attacking like Godard and Romare, like it's like saying like, yeah, that 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 that, that whole angle of your guys' movies is boring. This is like <laughs> how you should make a movie in some ways. I mean, it depends, but yeah, I kind of I get that. And I don't think it's yeah, always. I wonder. Boring. I think it's the way perceived it is, like oh, if yeah. it's not done well. But yeah. I don't th- always think yeah. it's boring. It's just it's always presented in a way where it's like, you've read twenty books on philosophy, so you know exactly mm-hmm. what we're talking about. But every time I'm like, yeah, I've never read a single book on philosophy. You need to introduce these ideas that's, better. Yeah, that's kind of my point. Is I think it does a poor some, some not all the time. Sometimes it does a poor job of of um I guess assuming we know and almost that's almost as bad as like a lot of movies now like assuming that the audience is stupid but like a 180 of that yeah. you know what I mean so, yeah, like yeah. the matrix is the best movie to introduce like philosophy mixed in with yes. like you know a mainstream movie it's like that's how it should be done and like yes. with like parts of my not my night mod is like is yep. engaging in other parts i'm like shut the fuck up about math and catholics i don't understand or care <laughs> yes also what they you like not only do they discuss like the philosophy of whoever they're talking about they also like yeah. insert the person's personal life like well even yes. though he said this he's a hypocrite i'm like we're all hypocrites asshole we are <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah like i think joel you said like uh like it made her like uh, Romero figure out a way to masturbate masturbate onto screen without masturbating on onto screen. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Which is yeah. And like Godard, you could argue does kind of yeah. pretty much the same thing. Also. Oh, and that's how you feel about Antonioni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not so much on philosophy though. He's just more like a vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I I respect that more than the. the all the philosophy talk where it's mm-hmm. like yeah not not everyone has a phd in philosophy it, so like chill out oh you don't have one uh, oh do you oh that's awkward oh uh, <laughs> well uh i don't want to say anything but uh you know what uh famous philosopher uh butthead said is uh no i don't know no cornholio that yeah <laughs> oh sorry i actually watched some beaver butthead earlier and uh, it's way funnier to me as an adult than it was when I was a teenager. Aren't they like rebooting it or bringing it back? I could have. I feel like I read that somewhere. It was rebooted, yeah. uh, maybe ten years ago, I think. Yeah. Okay. Never saw that yeah. stuff. <clears throat> oh, uh, there was no pinball in this movie, by the way. So that's that's a point off for French New Wave. Yeah. Oh, but uh, one thing: the mom is the is the friend in La Ventura. I was gonna say that, yeah. She oh is, yeah, uh, Leah Masari, I think her name is. Yeah, she's disappear lady, isn't she? Or... She is. Uh, she's the one yeah. who disappears. And then they're like, "Oh well." <laughs> yeah. This part of that movie, like, oh, we this lost her. Oh well. Oh, shit happens. Oh shit. 
Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know about you, but if I lose a family member or a friend, I'm like, yeah, oh well. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, uh, the the creepy priest. I need to bring this up. Is um, what's his name? Is Hego Drax from Moonraker? Ooh. That's what I recognized him. Okay, because I just I just marathoned all the Bond movies. So I was like, who is that guy? So yeah, oh. and him playing. He's a, also in what? Mm-hmm. He's in the Bride oh, War, Bride, and, Bride War Black. Yeah. Mm. And my favorite movie of all time, Ronin. That's not real. That's not true. I I do like that movie a lot. That is a cool movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it makes sense that like um, a guy who can play a creepy priest like that would also be a good Bond villain. Mm-hmm. And he's in... Oh, I uh, just discovered... What? He's in... I'm looking at his cast, and here's a big... Here's a picture of Anthony Hopkins playing hit, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yep. In a, in a movie called The Bunker. Or it looks like it might have been a TV series. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, and Trax is also in a, a light air Boonwell, Phantom of Liberty. Oh, yeah. Which... Yeah, and in, in, in case anyone listening is wondering where the Pink Smoke get, got their um, uh, icon uh, profile picture mm-hmm. for Twitter, it's from Phantom of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah, which was a crazy moment when I watched that movie first. I'm like, oh, that's where Chris got it from. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, like, in terms of this being a, a semi-autobiography, um, I, I don't know if you guys... N- I remember reading that um louis mall suffered actually he did suffer from a heart murmur like that was one of the similar things he has to the lead in this um and that he did share a room with his mom during treatment but i don't remember what else was all that similar but i think that was kind of like the big highlight that i remember when i was watching this i was trying to remind myself of like oh like that that's he had that so that's so uh, so, so well, Amanda, I want your opinion on this. Does does French New Wave continue into the seventies? Is this a French New Wave film? I don't, I don't know. Like Louis Limal is like tough with like the French New Wave. Like I, I think he is and he isn't. You know what I mean? Because it's like I like if you he was already like kind of established and 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 making movies with like uh, what's his name Jacques Cousteau, I think mm-hmm. like. Like when a lot of our the the the, the actual like French New Wave, um, uh, a lot of them were were not doing that yet. You know what I mean? Like he was kind mm-hmm. of ahead of them, and then this kind of has, I think, a little bit of the vibe. But I don't know if I would say it actually. I don't know if I would say it really is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's tough. I think it kind of like he like hovers the periphery of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your thoughts are. Like there, uh, there's some of it is there, but like yeah. I don't think it's a hundred percent it. Like, I don't know if I consider him French New Wave necessarily because, yeah. like, he yeah. he's kind of like in the Melville category of like he was around. Yeah, he was kind of French. He was obviously like knew the French New Wave people, but at the same yeah. time, I don't, I don't think he, you can necessarily say he was one of them. Yeah. I agree. I think he kind of maybe like like I said, doing making movies before a lot of them were, and almost. Uh, maybe because of that, maybe he missed some of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That vibe that they had, and that 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 just 
that independence that independence streak maybe i don't know it just he it feels like he's got the little bit of the vibe but it doesn't feel like i like watch agnes varda and i'm like oh french new wave you know what i mean like it's not yeah. yeah especially when he starts making movies in the united states definitely i don't i don't feel that anymore especially when they're in english i don't yeah. know if it's just simply because they're in english but i think it's more than that i think it's just the, the visual style too of course because yeah, like I think, was black moon his last movie in europe like, i think pretty baby was when he went to america and he this seemed to this uh, he never left controversial movies pretty baby yeah um <laughs> i think so because i'm trying to rem- looks I, like, it? yeah because yeah, i think because then black moon 75 so i think pretty baby 78 so yes yeah unless he did like french tv series but usually they include those on hmm. letterbox yeah 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 uh, you know, some of the like I'm mm-hmm. so familiar with some of these covers for his films because you know whatever they're on Criterion like Elevator to the Gallows or yes. um, what was the other one I was Zazzy just a second ago yes Zazzy mm-hmm. like I don't yeah Zazzy d- looks more like um, your favorite director who Jacques started Tati. his movies Jacques Tati yes oh. yeah it looks like that. But I don't know about Elevator to the Gallows. It's not traffic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, traffic isn't his best movie by, by, by a long shot. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's... Why do you use so many of that, like, brown color when they were in Mexico? Ugh, or yeah. if it's Netflix and everything is orange when it's not the United States. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. But... Yeah. Uh, oh, I just got the joke you're making, Joel, the other traffic Thank movie. You. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. That, no, I thought. Yeah, I thought we were just rolling with it. Yeah, yeah, we're. Yeah, that's in one of the movies that I remember. Uh, Cribs a while ago mentioned like, it's a weird, yeah. fucked up thing in some movies where like it's, it, it's it's seen as a bad thing for a white woman to have sex with a non-white person in traffic. I believe is one of those yeah. movies where it comes up. Yep. Yeah. It's a fucked up trope that when you re- when you notice it, it's like oh this is, shows up in a lot more Hollywood movies than than you'd expect. Yeah, so they're, they're killing yep. it. <laughs> yeah. Right, but uh, yeah. So like this movie was well. Like, I was trying to figure out like what what was for a stretch because like Murmur of Heart, I figure like it has to be symbolic, and then mm-hmm. I realized oh wait it's it's literal. It's just mm-hmm. it's just like a, like a literal title and uh, when he actually gets diagnosed with it. Yeah, and that, <laughs> yeah. that, that just, through, through, I was just expecting like 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 this like some philosophical talky talk stuff, and it's like oh, this is just kind of like an asshole no. kid in like fifties France, just mm-hmm. living life. Yeah. yeah. It also has to do with when you're growing. You know, when you get enter your teenage years and you become hormones, you know, incarnate, mm-hmm. the difference between that kind of lust and, you know, a certain sort of love that comes with that and actual love, right? The murmur of his heart, mm-hmm. I feel, has to do with like his real, you know, the realization of what he's feeling for the, the women that are around him and, you know, kind of like projecting onto his mother, on, you know, at the, in the last part of the movie. Uh, projecting co- conveniently <laughs> takes place at a sanatorium so yes 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 um okay. yeah definitely um there's 
I don't know if I would say there's growth, but it's it's obvious with the maturity that uh, in the film, and just kind of to your point, the just it is just lost in in hormones throughout most of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So Funny enough, the thing the thing that bothered mm-hmm. me even more because you know, for some reason when he he's talking to the priest and like mm-hmm. t- saying his sins he's like have you touched yourself he's like yes blah 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 and a couple times with my brother yes i was like what yeah i didn't know what to make of that to be honest with you like i did not for some people it's I, normal and i guess i don't know yeah, yeah. And, but I, I didn't know what to make of that, yeah, but, especially the way that the the priest said that he, I remember correctly, he won't like, what does he do? He won't enter the the kingdom of heaven or something. And it was just kind of insanely extreme and stressful and threatening. And and I've had similar back to the the Catholic school experiences of, like long story real short, like I have had uh, in a confessional once. I mentioned that my hamster. I was like six or seven, and it was this school, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, my hamster!" I made my hamster upset. <laughs> and then the priest is like, "Oh, you gotta do like <laughs> the stations of the cross." <laughs> I don't know if that means anything to you guys, but like it, it was does. like horrific. It was like I was like, "Uh," and like <laughs> it was like my whole class and the whole thing I was like, "Wait a minute!" Like I gotta like walk around the inside of this church and do that because my hamster bit me. Like what? So, like, when the priest was like, you got to do, like, I forget how many Hail Marys and, and how many uh, Our Fathers, I was like, oh, boy. Like, this is, I don't know. It's just there's a level of it that is just, um, I don't know what the word is exactly. I don't know if abusive is, is the the right and correct word, but it's we are um, definitely exerting our powers in, in ways that are inappropriate. I mean, I don't know how to. It was, it was, it is, it it I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but it was unnecessarily uh, uh, stressful and uh it just it just kind of brought me back to that of like uh, my my experiences like there's trying to uh, guilt uh, you know guilt you yeah. tell like you know oh, yeah. don't it's all s- about the guilt yep yeah don't sin yeah. which this is another <laughs> off topic thing uh, one of my clients uh, I take him to church every Sunday it's a mm-hmm. pro- vaguely Protestant church I don't ask too many questions I, I'm there as to assist my person but uh, yeah. I took him to Easter and this is not saying. Uh, all white churches are like this, but when they were singing the songs, it was, man, so lifeless and so like, because oh, I'm used to like going to my dad's family to to the black mm-hmm. churches for like Easter. Oh, it's a complete 180. Yeah, yeah, and it's lively and exciting, mm-hmm. and but the singing at this white church was like, man, like. Black church is so much more exciting than. Yeah, the vibe is totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Church is not supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to be worshiping God. Sorry. What do you think? Do you think Mm -hmm. God likes your little clapping? I don't think so. You should go to. Catholic guilt is like. We should go to a black church. You'll you'll see. uh, It's a totally different experience. It is. Have you seen the Blues Brothers? (laughs) Of course I have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's trampolines. Yeah, and you know we've seen several movies that had black church experiences, including yeah. our ultimate favorite, the uh, Red Hook Summer. What's it called? No, no, the Blood. Oh, the Sweet Blood, sweet of, blood Jesus. of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but and also like, it, like Catholic Mass is pretty dull when it comes to like oh, the yeah. vibe and the singing. It's like, uh, 
Like the pro the yeah. process got it right with trying to make it a little more lively. Yes, Ceremony. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, so I guess we're being redundant, but definitely a lot of um, kind of uh, it made me made me think back to previous experiences. Um, but um, in terms of uh, how much this relates to 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 Louis Mall and his experience, um. I, I think most of it is fiction. I don't know. Like, again, I don't know how much you guys read about it, but aside from the heart murmur and mm-hmm. um, the the situation he was in uh, with his family uh, and them being uh, really well off, I think those are really the only similarities. But I was trying to just, when I rewatched this, um, like kind of try to see how much he saw of himself um, in the lead. Um and I again, I think most of it. I think most of it was fiction. Um, but I mean, I guess only he knows, and he died in the nineties. Um, so hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dig him up and shake his hand. Appreciate the man. Da 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the just like the the all the older brothers. Yeah. Uh, that whole situation they have was like, oh, I I had friends who are, had asshole brothers like that, and I would rarely go to their to go through their houses because I hated being no around way. them. The way they were to the maid in this is like insane. That like reminded me a lot of, to your point of like um, friends of mine and how they were towards their babysitters. Like hmm. my friends didn't have maids, but they had babysitters, and uh, it just kind of reminded me of that a bit of just not caring she, at all and doing whatever they wanted. Yeah, and the, she was so kind to mm-hmm. Loren. Mm-hmm. And he sees how disrespectful his brothers are, so he starts disrespecting her. And it's like, yeah. you guys have such a fucking influence. <laughs> you yes. know? But of course it's downhill, because they take him to a freaking brothel. Yeah. Yes. Like, what you, why, 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 why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, the, 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 in that scene, I was prepared, because I, I saw your reaction on Twitter and I was prepared like oh no this is going to be like worse than Sweet Sweet Back and it's like oh it's not good because <laughs> Sweet Sweet Back has that uh, we, we all know it's uh, Melvin when Peebles put his own son in a sex scene with an adult woman and it's really weird yes yes <laughs> I believe you I, mean, I believe you see father him. is a child yeah and you, I believe you see him thrusting in that scene too which is like oh man this is you put your thirteen-year-old son in the scene. This is a, this is a, a strange thing to do. I mean, it is really bad. But um, I don't know if you guys saw that like clip of Madison Cawthorn recently. <laughs> oh. Did you guys see that? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Oh, well, just, when we're done with this episode, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> okay. All right. And yeah. uh, I just. Watch the El Pico films from the El Pico, uh, the Spanish movies about the the troubled youth in the eighties after Franco died, and uh, there's a oh, Blu-ray yeah. from Severin, and mm-hmm. uh, those movies feel like they were influenced by uh, by Murder to Heart with like the juvenile mm-hmm. delinquency angle, except those movies mm-hmm. are like closer to uh, like what if John Waters early John Waters but it's played more sincere but like just as funny and in irrelevant but like uh but like but like the but like the depressing parts like are really deeply upsetting and depressing yeah 
I mean, it is. You just kind of peel away at, at the surface there and you kind of look at, at what's taking place. I mean, if it's um, to your points of, uh, you know, the incest scene, um, how uh, they're just all a bunch of upper middle class brats and how they're treating people. And I mean, yeah, but you, you peel away at it. I think there's there's something deeper there. I think remembering too, just, um, I guess, more uh, current directors, uh, like I, th- I remember correctly, Wes Anderson said it was also an influence for him. Yeah, um, Moonlight Moon Kingdom, seeing seeing yeah, the camp was yeah. like, oh, uh, this is clearly a, a thing Wes Anderson likes. Yes. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't read the quote on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> what is the quote on Wikipedia? Um, is it Wes Anderson? US director Wes Anderson cited Murmur of the Heart as an influence. Yep. Saying he loved the character Laurent and Clara. Regarding oh the incest, <laughs> he says. The stuff between him and the mother feels more kind of romantic almost, but also taboo and scary in a way, which which makes it even more seductive. Uh, You know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I just, oh, oh, my skin crawled off. Uh, I'll be right back. (laughs) I hope Jared never sees that. <laughs> he already knows. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, I mean, he was in the movie that was directly influenced by it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Jared. No thrusting. Yeah, I wonder if in, Jared in has seen uh, Murmur of Heart. <laughs> I mean, would you say like taboo and scary in a way? I mean, that's kind of how I felt about the French Dispatch. But okay, was like <laughs> sure. Uh, that's on still my list. Still have one. There's like one part of that movie that I felt was good. Like there's just like a quite a few stories, and only, I I felt only one of them was good, and it was one with like Leah Sado, and then that was kind of it. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. wasn't playing near me at all. So I was like, uh, I guess yeah. I'll have to wait. And yeah, uh, you can keep waiting. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh. Yeah. And it's like the child sexuality angle, is like there's a similar movie from around this time called Rivals. That this is not a recommendation at all. Uh, mm-hmm. It takes a, that sexuality angle even farther because there's a, a sex scene between two underage actors and uh, oh you see both of them topless for an extended amount of time and it goes on for yeah. much longer than it, need, than it needs to be. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so th- don't bother watching that movie. It's garbage. Well, it's, oh, yeah, that part's garbage, but like... yeah. Is this the problem of like the first hours like this is feels like a Wes Anderson like um how uh fuck um Harold and Maud guy. Oh gotcha. Yeah, oh. Like, it feel like a movie he would have made at the time. But then you have this weird child sex scenes like oh god no. You ruined all any goodwill in this movie. Yeah. But um mm-hmm. And then maybe think of Palindromes, the Tots Alon's movie, which is half it's good, half mm-hmm. is uh, I don't understand what the point of that movie is. Uh not not rec- not not recommendation either, just uh uh Yeah. Does art have to have a point, first of all? No, but it's it's Tots Alon's it movie about pedophilia. And it's like, I don't understand what you're trying to do with this movie exactly. You love Ted Salons. I love his early movies, and I got to that. You went to his his birthday party. No. He's a weirdo. I don't want to... I would never spend time with him. He is a weirdo. Aw. Yeah. He was... Aw. So, I I want to talk about... 
Welcome oh, to the sorry, Dolphins made me sad. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, because it's incredibly upsetting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that movie was like. That's. Oof. I've seen part of that, and I was like, I guess I'm never gonna watch any Todd Salons movies. So that is good to know. Good. Yeah, Wiener Dog was garbage, but that's another thing. But anyway, Dark Horse. Yeah. Um. So, for one first thing, I keep looking back at this letterbox description, and I just noticed the tagline, which is a souffle of a movie. <laughs> and okay. maybe that has to do with the French title, Le Souffle à but i think they misunderstood what they meant uh, so the the theme seems to be how he he's young he's everyone talks about how young he is and like all the adults are like you're growing up too fast and it's like he doesn't have a choice he you know he sees his brother smoking cigars he smokes cigars he sees them you know the way he they treat women he's trying to emulate them his own father you know he doesn't trust or think that he's doing and he sees his mother you know having an affair yeah and all these things just like in a 13 14 whatever we want to call him like he just thinks well i get to to be a grown-up now Yeah. yeah yeah and like the way the movie ends i found so disturbing like he he sneaks back in the room after mm-hmm. having sex with one of the other people at the sanitarium and his his father like where you know like where have you been or whatever or yeah. what were you up to and then they just all start laughing they all again. start it's laughing like this whole yeah. the whole family hmm. yeah the i remember his family. dad like laughing looking at him and i feel like that's how it ended if i remember correctly like his dad just laughing yeah yeah, yeah. that it's wouldn't have been my dad the mom yeah <laughs> yeah it felt like uh this movie was I don't know if it was intentional because, like, I, I, I'm editing an episode on Liam Furtmuller, and like, part of her movie is like oh, making nice. fun of masculinity. Yeah. And like, part of this movie was like, is he trying to make fun of like toxic masculinity in this movie, or is he just, or is he just like showing his life, like, like his life experience exactly? I don't know. I mean, I feel like because like when I was like doing a little bit of research on it when I rewatched it, I, it, I, if I remember correctly, I think it's labeled as a comedy. Mm-hmm as well but i mean there's parts of it that are funny but i don't know if that is its entire intention is to to make this all funny because a lot of it isn't funny um taken for for what it is exactly to your point of how they treat their maid and how they treat women and um how he views his mother like it's just a lot of it definitely crosses a line so i don't yeah i'm just trying to figure out like it feels like Maybe the intent was to show like how masculinity is stupid, but at the same time, yes. like I don't think it is. Yeah, because like exactly. w- with Lena Vertmuller, it's that's always part of the point is like men are mm-hmm. fucking stupid, and she does a great job at showing how stupid men can be. And this is like, mm-hmm. I th- I don't think he's uh, self aware enough to like this movie is self aware enough to understand that point. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I think the there's a silliness to it. Out. Yes, I think there's a silliness to it, but I wouldn't say it's funny. I don't know if that makes sense. Like it's, I don't think it takes itself seriously, in any way. Um, it's it's the French version of a '80s, you know, boob comedy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, oh, but... We're gonna walk on him while he's having sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I'm not gonna say like. I, 
I, I think I, if I, somebody said to me, like, what what movies of his should you watch? I would still say this is one of the ones to watch. Sure. Yeah. But I don't I don't know how I would classify it exactly. Like I don't think I don't think it's glorifying these things. You know what I mean? Like it seems like mm-hmm. maybe Wes Anderson is thinking it is. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't think it is. I, I think it's kind of I mean, maybe he's trying to, to show how immature he was and how mature um boys are as as they are um going through puberty and maybe that's the point and he just does it in an extreme way. I mean, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's also maybe a product of its era to both of your points of this is the fifties, like, you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, because like, yeah, cause like th- this is more like realistic, where like Fert Mueller yes. movies are cartoonish, which is yes. like you know, her part of her thing is like you know, like Italian brought like body sex comedy, and this is <laughs> not a body sex comedy. It's right. it's like a slice of life, like what's yeah. like to be a teen boy. Exactly. Um, and I don't know if his intention too is to that he's taking it to these extremes of incest, for example, like of, you know, if, you know, if they do cross that line, not to say that it's okay, but if they did, and then, you know, in some way, then, then showing it is as if they did. I mean, I don't know if that makes sense, but mm. I think maybe we're trying to do it in that way to be, um, what's the word shocking I don't, I don't think this movie is trying to be shocking but at least that point kind of feel like it, it is trying to be because of just how it's just handled like so like it's just so like blase like it's just like oh you know it's just it's just an incest scene <laughs> like it's not you know what i mean like i feel like yeah. some movies that have scenes like that it, it's very much like you know the, the the mood and the setting and the the, the way the whole way it's handled is like yeah what we're doing is dangerous and it, and it doesn't seem it doesn't have that vibe i don't know like um, there's um, you're right. Yeah, like there's um that movie um that I that I just saw the other night, the Robert Eggers movie, The Northman. There's without spoiling anything, there is a scene where a mother and a son kiss each other, and it doesn't go this far as this movie, but it is done in a way that it's very much the the way the mood and the setting and the whole thing is is it's it's disturbing, and one of them is evil, and 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 it's wrong, and that's not the vibe that this scene gives you. Um, you know what I mean? So it's kind of done like it's just, you know, eh, it's happening. Like, you know, we're doing this thing. And <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'll probably never watch this movie again because it <laughs> reminds me of the worst year of my life. But at the same time, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. I, I want to watch more Louis Maul. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, one little detail that, I don't, do you, either you two speak French? Or no, like basic French. No, nope. And don't ask me oui, to try oui. to pronounce a lot of these things. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm sorry. Yo soy un French speaker. Okay. <laughs> Me llamo. <laughs> uh, but in in the English subtitles, when he is hanging out with his uh, younger friend, the de- the yeah. Dennis the Menace looking kid, at yeah. one point he <laughs> asks him like, "Where do you live?" And in the subtitles, it has a French word for like, uh. The Bar Street or something like that. Okay. It doesn't say it doesn't say in English. It says it has the French word. It's just it's strange because that's the only time in the whole movie that a French word that I noticed was in the subtitles. I wonder if it's maybe the I don't know if it's maybe a different like you watched different. I don't remember that. I watched it on the the Criterion channel. I don't know what you watched it on. But the, that's why. That's what, yeah. That's I where know. I watched that, it. Cause like interesting. The wording was like uh. Uh, Rula, uh, Rula Bar, or something like that, which was like a okay. uh, b- uh, bar street or 
think about it. I'm missing a preposition. There's like five prepositions, and I forget yeah. which ones you use for which stuff, which makes it complicated. French yeah. is, a, is a dumb language. <laughs> I mean, I, I would I would tend to think that English is with how much slang we have, but yeah. yeah. French is just like, it's more compact, but it's more, takes more to memorize. It's like, when do I use this word? Because like, there's have a, a limited number of like prepositions. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you heard it here first, folks. Spencer hates the French. <laughs> now let's move on to our next subject. How do you feel about Germans? <laughs> Great. So the tin drum, now that we're on the topic of incest. <laughs> Speaking of children who scream. And children. Um, yeah. Or was that kid, was, was he a child? And I know he's he like wasn't. Kind of... Like, that was the controversy when it was, like, banned. And I can't remember what states banned it at the time. But it was, like, because he looked like a child, that's why there was all that controversy. Not that he actually was. <laughs> so, you know, people are sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. They put him yeah. back in the movie after she hate me, though. <laughs> right. Or, Canceled him. Really. Oh I yeah, don't... yeah, I remember that. He, but he, he, he jumps out a window. He dies in the first <laughs> ten minutes. Exactly. <laughs> he dies before the best yeah. part: the CGI sperm. Gosh. <laughs> a, if only he could. We could have had sperm with his face on it. Damn. Yeah. And in case people are wondering, yes, there is CGI eggs in the movie too. I believe you get CGI eggs with uh, Monica Bellucci's face on it. You know, it's it's probably a reference to the Woody Allen movie, everything you want to say about, about sex. sex and we're afraid to ask, yeah. Yeah, because oh. it's got that whole scene. They... Oh, yeah, Spike was a big Woody Allen defender until recently. Probably. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. He, he, he took it back a few years ago. Yeah. You want to talk about Black Moon? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, one little detail that kind of threw me off and it's towards the end of the incest lean up part at one point he's leering at his mom and she's about to go to bed and she's like wearing a bra to bed yeah. that is that a thing I thought like that's like they'd be on a bra to bed yeah if it'd, as a be woman uncom- I can tell you that is not comfortable but I can't speak for other women that's just me I mean but I would think okay. it's uncomfortable I don't know why why anybody would want to do that like like okay it. that moment was like wait does she sleep like in lingerie, that. that seems uncomfortable. No. That seems silly. It's uncomfortable during the day, so yeah, I don't understand what she's doing. So that seems very like Louis Mal making this movie. <laughs> it's not Agnes Varda. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're about the male gaze. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Black Moon. Uh, Joel, what is this movie? <laughs> what a perfect person it... to ask because you love it. Well, it's a movie about a girl. Uh, I'm done. No. Uh, the girl with Rec Har- Rec, Har- Rec Harrison's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. It's about a 16-year-old girl who is, seems to be in a war-torn part of, I don't know what country they're supposed to be in. It's the future. She's... Oh, it is? Yes. It's yeah. Oh. Yep. So it's like a post-apocalyptic kind of yeah. thing, lining up rebels. Yeah. I was wondering why so many of those rebels look like models. Yes, in the future, everybody's a model. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So her name is Lily. She goes to a farm, lots of animals, which, you know, extra points for that on Joel's scale. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a weird old woman 
and there's a unicorn she's chasing around, a la White Rabbit. Yep. There are two other people that work at the farm. One is a very handsome man who is named Lily. Joe Joe Del Sandro. From uh, Wicked Children. Oh, I'll get to those. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> he has a lovely looking sister who is named Lily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so there's just random crap that, that happens. Like, like you were saying that there are a ton of just new children playing with pigs. Yes. At one point, they all start to tackle, uh, you know, the main Lily, <laughs> and it's just like, what? I, I'm uncomfortable as a filmmaker, and I'm not the filmmaker. What's going on? What about? Well, I think the the, the sheep and turkeys surrounding the house is the end, but yeah, there's mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, breastfeeding. Oh yeah, that I mean that's when I was like I hate this movie. <laughs> like the fu- the funny thing is when it happened with the sister for some reason I was like okay this is weird, and then when when Lily goes up to do it I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> yes. Yeah. My brain. Do you think Rex- so? Thank you for picking. Uh, <laughs> do you think Rex Harrison <laughs> ever saw this movie? Uh, I mean, I would think so. I don't know. I, I'm one. He feel weird since it's his granddaughter. I mean, with all the topics we're talking about, probably not. <laughs> like, I don't want to see my grandfather's bre- or my granddaughter's breasts. Get those off the screen. Well, wasn't he Doctor Doolittle? Like, so uh, you probably yes. want to see this with all the animals in it. That's why all the animals were there. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> if I can walk with the animals, talk with the animals. Yeah. Uh, oh no, naked children. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. What is it? Five out of five. I mean, I think you described the movie perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That should be on, uh, on you the ca- box. You cannot describe this movie is the problem. That's just Calling funny. it a Alice in Wonderland metaphor is giving it... I think it's kind of lazy, in my opinion. I think it's just an, yes. easy, an easy label to just like slap that on there. It's just call it Alice in Wonderland so we can sell yeah. a few copies or get people... Exactly. It sounds like yeah. a marketing thing. Eh, I don't know. She's blonde. She doesn't know what she's doing. Alice in Wonderland. It's Alice, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it feels kind of like... Louis, <laughs> yeah. Like the, uh, uh, the Czech guy, Alice, which is young Schrinkmeyer. Oh, oh, yes. Kind of like that. Yeah. But, but like, feels like a lesser version of that. It's like... It's like in some ways, because like I think his is more normal, <laughs> but yes, I uh, well, uh, Joel, have you seen Alice the '80s Czech version? No, I'm aware of it, but I haven't seen it. Oh, um, it's very off-putting on purpose and kind of gross-looking. Uh, hmm. But uh, yeah, but it it definitely feels like Alice oh. in Wonderland, unlike this. Yeah, I think to our points. Yeah. But like, uh, it kind of I guess similar has some, has similar spirit to this, to me, in like the performance of Alice here, uh, Alice, of Lily here. It feels like this is the fourth time I've seen it, and like this this time I know it's like she's very cartoony. It's like she could she could fit in like in Popeye, uh, the Altman mm-hmm. movie, like with her performance of like how like she jumps around and like kind of like flails her body around. Like it, it's very animated in Looney Tunes. Like the way she moves, Lily in this movie. Yes, Lily in yeah. this movie. Oh yeah, I could definitely see that. And, and it, 
how she rece- nothing how she's like receiving what's going on too and like processing Thank you. it yes that's what i was just gonna say like she like she thinks it's weird but she doesn't think it's that weird yeah she's, she's just like, like oh, going okay, with the flow yeah uh, I, I wouldn't say like a bimbo is a good word to describe her but, oh, but no. oh, yeah what? but we're definitely processing it in yeah. an interesting way yeah but you, you have a himbo with joe del sandro <laughs> yes yes which yeah, I, let that guy touch my face. Get him over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you have to reach up. He's a short man. He's like five five. Oh really? Yeah. But he's uh, towering he, over her. How sure is she? How sure is she? But uh, well, she's she's also wearing heels too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it's like uh, what's her name in one of the new crappy Jurassic World movies where she's running around in heels? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but Joel Sandro is a New Yorker. Has a real thick New York accent, and he's in the yeah. Andy Warhol movies. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen them. I just know uh, Heather Drain likes to quote one of those movies, and it's like mm-hmm. he's like he's like like I'm tired of all the blood from whores. And it's <laughs> like the, and you see like that that beautiful face with that ugly voice is like oh that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Yes. But, oh my God, he's in John Waters too. He's in Crybaby. Yeah, he he has a really that's distinct cool. voice. It's I've heard interviews like it's how I, I kind of wish. It, it would have been his real voice singing in a real thick New York accent. Mm-hmm. I think that would make it a little funnier and more surreal. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, more surreal than it already is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where do we start aside from your really good description, Joel? How does this make movie make you feel like as you're watching it, specifically you, Amanda? Because I think you. Me and Spencer are kind of painting the picture of obviously what was uh, effective on us, but yeah. like it, you, oh. you really like this movie. I do, and um, so how does I, it work for you? Okay, I mean, I really like it, but I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't say that I think it's hit one of his best movies, and I wouldn't say it is one of the best movies ever. Like, but I, but I really like it, and I think the reasons for me really liking it is. I don't think it's deep or it has anything deep to say. I think it's it's more um, superficial than some people would say it is. Like, it literally is, like, the actual war happening is an actual, like, gender war. Like, if you pay attention, it's, it's women versus men. Um, and then when she goes to that, that house in the woods and she has all those weird experiences there with the older woman and then the radio and then the rat and then the unicorn and all these things happening um i mean i think the reason for me liking it is is honestly just because it's it's clumsy and it's simple and then it also feels like um i don't know if this is it almost feels like we're on an adventure in a way but it also feels close to home as weird and disturbing as that is like it just kind of seems like it's not it's not easy to watch, but it's somehow weird and comfortable at the same time. And it could just be because I like things like this and movies like this. And even though it's it's simple with its message, um, I, I kind of like just how it's like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And it's going to be crazy. And, and I think that that yeah. makes it somewhat refreshing to me that it's just like, you know, I don't care if this bothers people and it's weird and it's awkward. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there's a freeing element to it. While I think it has generally, I think it has a, a, a good message overall. Um, Can you elaborate what the message is? I've seen it four times. I'm still not 100%. Like, the message um, is what? be nice to the flowers. <laughs> um, I think it's kind of 
somewhat um for me with as experimental as it is i think it's kind of freeing in terms of um just its perception of um again uh adolescent sexuality but not in a disturbing way like not like the previous movie um Mm. and different identities and uh, maybe from because of where Lily is and just I don't know if it's that she's simple or that she's just ignorant to things but it's almost like this is her way of being awakened and experiencing things if that makes sense um, mm. yeah. but that's how I perceived it I mean I don't know if that's really his intention um, but I mean uh, yeah. I thought it was I, w- I don't know if I'd say it's more adult than what other films like this have to offer because again i don't think it's actually deep i think a lot of it is very much this is what this means like the actual gender war like it kind of spells it out for you Mm. um but i don't know that's kind of how i perceive it i think Mm. if i remember correctly like louis mal said at one point that it had it was a uh like a freudian tale with uh, um like a sexuality in a weird futuristic uh setting it doesn't actually have a specific place or a time but it's just somewhere in the future and then um humans and animals are viewed as being equal which i think is the point of the the naked children running around with the animals um so it's not it's not depicted in a way that is uh disturbing or um inappropriate it's kind of just accepted you know what i mean Uh like there's that as opposed to just remember the heart how he depicts the relationship of the mother and the son which is totally inappropriate you know what i mean it's not yeah it's not that type of um expression if that makes sense like it's it's different yeah i guess like for me like i I overall like this movie i I, i've seen it several times but the thing that this time around like i was able to finally figure out was uh because uh it feels like kind of feel like what Pasolini was doing in the second half of his film uh, career yeah. where with like Pasolini like even though like with like uh, Pigsty I can't tell you what everything means or is mm-hmm. a reference to but I can mm-hmm. pick out the major themes and like what the yeah. overall message is with this movie I I really cannot figure out like what it is exactly like it feels kind of slapdash and amateurish yeah there's definitely an amateur vibe i agree with you like i get i don't think this movie's a masterpiece like i really like it but like i i think that's just me and something that i like that's really weird i don't think that this movie's great by any means but like i appreciate i appreciate what he's trying to do is kind of why i think i like it so much like it's just kind of like i'm gonna go nuts and and try to try to be uh have something to say and be interesting and be bold but i at the same time i mean it's not from the perspective of like agnes varda or you know what i mean like it's, it's mm-hmm. not from somebody that i think i would enjoy that even more if it was from um from her um but i don't know mm. i don't know if that makes sense but i i, I like what he's oh, trying to do here yeah. like he's just being like you know what i'm gonna do what i want to do and i'm gonna be strange and weird um but i, I feel like he, there's still a good message here oh, okay when you peel like, away the layers yeah because yeah, like i think i look at this and i'm like i'm not re- i i know what the major themes are but i don't really they don't coalesce that well together but i think about like teorama which where's like i can't tell you everything what that movie is but i can tell you like what the basic message is it's like you know it's like personal revelation and this is like i don't i'm not really sure it's just it's kind of sloppy but i have yeah it's it's not transparent yeah like pasolini was great at like abstract 
um, f- movies with like very clear ideas, like message. Message. Yes. It gets very across yeah. very, very clear. And this is like, I don't, I'm just not really sure what it is exactly still. See, that's where I'm like, I don't, that's where I, my opinion, I, this would not, I would not categorize this as being a masterpiece as much as I like this because there's no clear, you know, way to, to view or understand it and it's not revealing in any sort of way. And it's, and it, and it appears to be complex at first when it really isn't. I, I just think to my point, like, I really like it because of just how it's just, just wild and what it's doing. Um, but it does feel very amateur. It's kind of like he's just throwing a lot of crazy things at, at, at a wall. But he's got, I guess, a similar theme going on. Um, and it's just that, I, I mean, I think it's it's that sim- simplistic idea of the, the, the gender war. And, <laughs> again, the, uh, the, the point of um, how she uh, has her kind of, I guess, sexual awakening in a way. And then just how yeah. she's interacting with these, these other entities. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... The, the moment for me, like, the only thing I, I, I uh, ob- objectively hate in this movie is yeah. with the hawk at the end. Yeah. Because, like, you see a body twitch, was like, oh, that was real. And, mm-hmm. uh, no. Are you sure? <laughs> I was paying close it, attention to, to that. It looked fake to me. You, uh, you see a body twitch after the head cut off. Yeah, I can make a thing look real and make its body twitch i, I wasn't 100 percent on that and that's like I, I don't know about this and like i've been kind of salty about that lately because i've been seeing people praising um uh this italian horror movie with a, a bunch of animal abuse in it wild beasts okay. oh and it's like, just another one yeah but like this is like a whole zoo of animals it's like cheetahs lions elephants they burn rats live on the camera it's just like right. I see people praising that that I kind of like. It's like oh I don't I I don't I don't trust your movie opinion anymore if, since this doesn't yeah. bother you at all. <laughs> so yeah. I've been kind of salty about like animal stuff lately. Well, understandably, like the movie Roar. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Roar isn't like they're abusing the animals. Roar's like no. the animals are abusing them because it's a they're because yeah. they're insane. <laughs> Yes, it, that's that's literally it. Right, I put Wild Beast on my list of on-screen animal death movies, things that people should not watch. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna have to check and see Black Moon because, like, and the badger he, at the obviously be- the badger in the beginning. I I went through a couple times, and there's a clear cut before the hit over right. the badger. It's like okay, that that's fake because if it was real, they would have not had a cut before the runover part but you're with the hawk you're talking i I remember getting decapitated is that what you're talking about yes yeah yeah it definitely i mean a real look to it and you see that yeah you see a body twitch and that's the part that Mm -hmm. makes me think like that like i don't know it's 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 a little too close great as a uh, bird mom i'm gonna have to rewatch that scene now really slowly (laughs) great So, but that, Amanda, I I really think you talking about how the movie is it. I mean, you could like wax out a deeper meaning if you want, but it really is just playing with mm-hmm. what the director's intentions are. Like there's like there's no, it's a it's opaque in in yes. in what he's doing. Like he's doing something, you know, they call it experimental. That's exactly like. Yeah. I, reminds me of david lynch and i was trying to see if 
he was like inspired by this movie, but he was yeah. making Eraserhead at the same time that this movie yeah. came out. So and yeah, this is not about the fear of fatherhood. No. <laughs> so and, and Lynch, yeah. like famously, isn't that much of a cinephile, really. Yeah. So, but he's also kind of tight-lipped about that stuff. Uh, all I know is like he likes Fellini because I recently yeah. saw a story where he 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 he, he met Fellini like a month before oh, cool. he died or something. Oh wow. I didn't know that. That's it's really cool. it's a really cool story. Like, and he yeah. was one of the few people Fellini let um, visit him towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember where I found it, but if you look look it up, like, but uh, like, I'll look it up. Yeah, but yeah, but like Lynch is a guy. Like, I don't know what movies he likes besides like fifties Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just tell by his whole vibe and his look that that's his that's his thing. Yeah, and his hair. <laughs> yeah. Like has a greaser look going on. Yeah. But uh but. what was I gonna say about this? Oh, this like but besides the hawk scene, I just do like seeing just all the animals hanging out in the house and it's yeah just like kinda like the moment with the cat on the piano mm-hmm. every time kinda scares me. I always forget because, like I remember watching this movie the second and third time I watched it at midnight, just kinda like mm-hmm. this out on a whim and I mm-hmm. got creeped out by just like the vibe of it, watching it that late. Yeah, and because like mm-hmm. this is, like I know what to expect, but I I still like it. Still is effective on me with like the strange energy and the sound design and all. It that does stuff. have an energy. Yeah, it does. It has an energy to it. I agree with that. Like that's where I think like I am not quick to be like, oh, this is crap, and this is like you know, this just just there's nothing to say here. There is something to say. It's just not deep and meaningful and i think to your point there's an energy and i i don't think it's a bad one but it is not easy to digest all of it and i i i I like how there's a chaos with this like there's just kind of all these things happening and it's like one thing after the other and a lot of it's just nonsense so i kind of get where there people are quick to be like oh it's like alice in wonderland i mean i don't i don't know i think it's a very loose inspiration just with the unicorn very loose in place yeah. of rabbit. that's what th- threw me off because i was like looking for things that were more like it like the only yeah, thing i could like not. i said i could really firmly grab on was that she was chasing the the unicorn just like and I guess alice was chasing the white you have rabbit the, the dormouse yeah. and the rat i guess i yeah, and love the rat that is, like, rat talking almost yeah yeah like, you can, that's like, the... yeah mumbling that's the same rat from uh, Willow. I mean, not obviously not the same same rat, but like that that witch. Mm-hmm. I'm a beautiful woman. God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just so interesting with like with language in this because mm-hmm. like uh, Joe, uh, Joe is just singing opera the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the old lady, I think, I think she's like is speaking English half the time and like in this like kind of mumbling nonsense other half of the time. And she's very hard to hear. It's like, it's, it, it's kind of like frustrating at times. Like you know, I, 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 which is, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, this movie's in English. So it was like, I, well, I'm putting subtitles on anyway. So I could kind of just like not miss everything. Um, but yeah, she's, it's not easy. It, it, I don't think everything's meant for us to hear. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just kind of, yeah, and it's I feel like the movie makes it so like we're another living being in in that room or in that house. You know what I mean? Just kind of seeing things. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like and earlier, I was complaining about like how like the there are certain aspects of like French New Wave, like the philosophy angle, where it's like, oh my god, just shut the fuck up already. Where this is like, mm-hmm. I don't 
I don't mind like the this like experimenting on the fly feeling of yeah. it, which yeah. maybe maybe I'm a hypocrite because like talking about philosophy is like okay that's that's too much but like uh that's kind of this, this kind of sloppy uh but like, experimental thing like I'm totally in for so I don't I don't know like yeah. I feel like both are are valid uh, uh criticisms but like one just like annoys me no knowably more than the other one and i don't know if it's just me but like the the vibe that this had and and it just reminded me maybe it's just the cat but like um that that japanese movie house Mm -hmm. um like i I don't know i thought of that a bit with the the cat being on the piano in the in the in the theme of like sexuality yeah yeah because like there's a moment at the end of that movie that uh no one really talks about but like there's a part when the in the cat uh painting thing it starts to spin out blood and they specify it's cat's blood it's about Mm -hmm. teen girls and it's like okay i get the metaphor you're making you're making here (laughs) yeah Yeah, teenage girls love cat's blood yeah that's what it is exactly it feels like a walking nightmare i've said that a bunch about different movies that like disturbed me this this movie didn't disturb me Mm -hmm. but I can definitely feel like the frustration you would have with like, oh, there are people with guns over there, so I can't go over there. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get somebody to talk to me, and I can hear them talking about me. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, when I touch this person, I can like hear what they're saying. This is, you know, that kind of thing. So it's really like, like I said, like for me, not not my movie. Yeah. But I like I still think it's it's very well made, solid. I just think that if if you're trying to read stuff into it you're just once exercise and madness another one of my favorite terms i've been using a lot i think i think this is an, a movie that people could make the mistake of making it something they want it to be that it isn't um and i'm trying to i was trying to look at it for like kind of like literally what it is and then i after i rewatched it i read like what he had to say about it and i was like okay um and that's where like i shared earlier like i don't think this is deep by any means even though it could be perceived that way like it's just you know i'm just gonna kind of have fun and go wild and go nuts and this is my theme and that's it like literally to the point of there being the gender war like i don't think there's you know any deeper meaning here and we're just gonna go nuts and go wild and and have a good time with what this message is like so i mean i agree with it being dreamlike i feel like this is somebody's dream when you watch it yeah yeah and the the dream war the dream the the ginger war angle feels very again like lena vertmuller because like ginger is a huge part of her movies but that's done like a again a body sex comedy kind of way where it's kind of a lot more clear of like you know what you what you're getting at and this is like you know this like a kind of like a fun experiment that i i believe he never really did anything like this again Mm -hmm. um and it's kicked out of france Well, then he came to America and made Pretty Baby, and he was allowed oh. to stay. Uh, that movie is uh, should, well. I'm surprised it wasn't as controversial as it could have been, but yeah. That's if I want to watch, but at the same time, like, will I be put on a list if I seek that movie out? Um, <laughs> You're already on a list. That's this probably head. true. You're lots of lists already. Yeah. <laughs> You're on everybody's list. Um, I mean, yeah, it can't be worse than like the fucking um 
Argento with his daughter in his in his movies. Oh yeah, with like uh, what the one on Shutter right now is the one where she's like fifteen and topless in it. It's like that is just a weird choice to make, man. I don't know why why you thought to do that. (laughs) Yeah. No comment. I don't know. Like. Yeah, it, it's, and then, it's and then she started in his rape revenge movie too. It's like, Ugh, that yeah. is just a strange choice to do. Yes, uh, like, maybe maybe I'm a prude, but I don't know. That's a no. Weird you're to not. Me. I mean, I I feel the same way. Like, and I'm all for like you know freedom of speech. People can say whatever they want and do whatever they want, especially with art. Like, you can't shut people up. I get it, but that's where I'm just gonna make the decision to be like, you know what? I don't want to watch that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, banning it or not preventing yeah. it from happening. Yeah. So. And our, our, I mean, Argento is already a weird guy. The the, the murder exactly. hands in his, all his movies are his hit are his hands. Yep. Yeah, which, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> which is like hilarious. And like, I don't know if I want to be his friend <laughs> after hearing that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but I, I'm trying to think of like other movies that felt really dreamlike to me. Um, you know who does constantly, like aside from like is um, Hayao Miyazaki. All of his movies feel like they're his dreams to me. But like, and that's what this made me think of. Even though this is very different, like it was just like this feels like we had a dream and we turned it into a movie. Um, but yeah, but I don't know what you hmm. guys think. That reminds me, the uh, one of the ways I was trying, I I was able to get through some movies that I was like this doesn't make real sense. And I know I don't really care about that most of the time yeah. but is like it put in my brain, like, okay, imagine it's an anime. Like, Oh, okay. Like <laughs> for some like, reason it does have to make sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Neon Genesis. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like I guess for, for me, the major comparison with, with black moon would be Alice, the young shrink Meyer. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. But the, but Alice is, a, I think, a much better movie. Not that Black oh, yeah. Moon is bad, but but like Alice is, I think, per, almost a masterpiece. Yes, I agree with that. And uh, that's pretty much the only thing I really think of. Because like, there's other like experimental, dreamy movies that I like, but like Alice is, seems like the most perfect thing of like feels like, in some ways, like the 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 version of of this. But that's more complete and more thought out. Yes, I, I agree with you. I think we took our idea or our dream and we ran with it, and it and it wasn't as well thought out as it could have been. Um, and that's what what this is. But that isn't to say like I wouldn't recommend this to people, especially people that are into weird things. Um, oh, but, uh, no, I think oh, the, yeah, the, people should watch it. The, the Slovak people have seen this. The Slovak movie. Um, fuck, it's uh, Joe Dirt. No, the one. Oh. What is uh, it called? Norm. It, no, uh, something like Martin Kessler would be able to answer. Yeah, it's a movie I know Martin loves. It's the coming of age Czech Slovak movie. Um, oh, the okay. one, the one with the the pole cat. She's gonna turn into a pole cat or something. Well, I have what no idea what you're talking called? about. Is uh, it? looking through my movies it's, so. it's listed as a czech new wave but it's actually a slovak is it movie valerie and her week of wonders there we go that's what i'm trying to think of yeah that's she turns into a polecat i've seen that movie uh, way, no, that is way better than this 
But so. now there's a part where like they talk about you're gonna turn into a polecat if you don't do this or something like that. Oh. Or maybe or maybe the that. I haven't seen that in years. Or maybe the, yeah. the, the pervert priest turns into a polecat. I can't remember. There are a lot of perverts in that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely dreamlike imagery going on there. I mean, but, we could get you know, double feature, but that's the better movie. Yeah, that feels like symbolism as opposed to this movie. I mean, like yes. it's, Alice and um, uh, Valerie would be a, the perfect double feature. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe this in the middle for like the as a as a breather. As a breather, yeah, yeah exactly. Followed by possession. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then that uh, similar movie, The Untamed. Ooh, I'm adding it to my watch list. That's on Shutter, and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Every time I'm about to, I'm like, I could watch, finish watching a four-hour wrestling show instead, and I always choose that. Or the Indian movie. Yeah. Well, I I pay for a subscription for indie wrestling, so I kind of have to. You should use it. Make it worth yeah. it. Yes. So I try to do with my streaming services is it's like I at least have to watch three movies this month on that service for it to be worth it. So. Mm. All right. Um, so yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. So Louis Mall. Yes. He made a lot of movies, a lot of variety, and uh, yeah. I believe a bit, good chunk of them are on Criterion Channel as of right now. They should be. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, I would. I mean, in terms of what I it, like, kind of what we mentioned earlier. What's interesting, I think, about him is just the the sheer variety. Like, there's you can watch Black Moon, and then you can, you know, watch um the uh, documentary. I think Joel that you mentioned, Calcutta, uh, and then you can like jump into um what's that other uh, weird one um with uh Brigitte Bardot and Jean Moreau, uh, Viva Maria. Like, he's just got like a lot of interesting things happening everywhere in different types of movies. So I think that, that makes him interesting just how like diverse he is like he doesn't yeah. just have like i feel like there's some bands that only have like two songs like he doesn't just have two types of movies like there's a lot of variety in things to choose from yeah which makes it fun uh, yeah. uh i don't think we have any more louis mall movies coming up or oh, if wow. i or if we did uh well actually there's a couple switches i made that when we're done recording i'll ask you amanda about because uh, sure. there's a a connection to a a, a varda movie i found in a movie that I love that uh, oh, cool. is enough of reason to cover on here. But, nice. um, Joel, recommendations for 1971 and 1975. You go first. Because I forgot the last time we recorded. Oh, that's okay. I mean, okay, also we so were... Let's see. Also, that episode was like over two hours, almost two and a half hours at that point. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. It was Martin Kessler. He can talk a lot. He can talk. <laughs> See, <coughs> problem is that I think we've like mentioned most of the 1971 and 75. Yeah. Oh boy. Because we covered uh, Daughters of Darkness. Oh no. And uh, well, actually, hmm, I don't really. Daughters of Darkness is freaking great. That was in my thing. Oh. Yeah. Special episode coming soon. No, no, we did that one with uh, LB. Like you guys did vampires. I forgot you did like a whole series on that. Yeah. 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 We did that with popular people. Who were though? What? Spencer. What? What are you ta- What are you talking about? 
Who did we do the Velvet, or uh, not Velvet oh. Vampire, oh. Uh, Daughters of Darkness? LB from Grumpire, and a friend in real life who I've met in real life, uh, Megan Sunday. I, have to listen. I don't think I listened to that episode. I gotta listen to it. Yeah, I thought it was somebody who had, I thought it was somebody else, but no, you would know. It, it was LB, because that was when you would, ref, when you would refuse to be on the same episode as LB. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you off radio or off uh, podcast what the hell was going on with that. No, no don't worry about I, I, that. I'm joking. Don't worry. I'm joking. No, that's that's me. This is my last episode of both of you. Hey, stay tuned. No, <laughs> let's see. So, if I had to pick one, okay. So everyone, you know, Peter Bogdanovich just passed away recently, and you've differing opinions on like the man himself. And definitely, when you watch Bogdanovich movies from later period, like it seemed like he had lost his touch. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like, just happened to be at a Seven Eleven selling DVDs, and they had a special edition of the Last Picture Show. I was like, well, well, for five bucks, why not? And it like freaking blew me away. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a simple story, but. It's like, you know, with the art affecting your feelings, like you, you can kind of feel that, you know, their coming of age that's coming. It's like things are shutting down. They know they're not going to be able to be where they are anymore. And once again, they're trying to grow up as fast as they can. And like life happens to these characters in a way that you don't typically see in movies that are about young people. So um, for 71, I think if you haven't watched The Last Picture Show because you're avoiding black and white or something like that, you should definitely take a chance on it. (laughs) And the other one was 75. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Sorry, I'm taking so long. Oh, that's that's a weird one. Uh, Ricky Ricky Dicky Tavi? No. Yeah, Salo. <laughs> yeah, this is this one we've also done a couple of times, and Amiturzu Lazala came out this year, and Deep Red, and um, Black Moon, obviously. <laughs> it was like, what else have we covered? Oh, we're covering that Your right favorite now. Favorite Black Moon. Mm-hmm. Hey, people should watch it. Just don't watch it with me. Uh, I think I've recommended this before, but I'm going to recommend it again. It's a, a Masahiro Shinoda movie. It's called Under the Boss Mean Cherry Tree. And it's based on a famous Japanese story about a man uh, who lives in the mountains. He's got a ton of wives. And then this princess gets you know, led through his cherry blossoms. And he's used to robbing people in order to survive but he instead kills every one of her guards and takes her as his prize and then when he brings her home rather than you know try to escape or anything she's like fine i'll be your wife but you have to get rid of all the other ones and so he does you know that's just part of the story it's 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 to call it fun is, is probably incorrect. It, it is like 
just one of those movies where once you start it, you can't stop it until the end. And that, that is good enough uh, for a recommendation, in my opinion. You know, I, but I'm, I'm in love with the samurai era Japanese stuff, you know, still. We did that season, what, like three years ago? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I still think about those movies all the time. But uh, Under the Blossoming Cherry Tree is on Criterion Channel. I highly recommend it. Yeah, and Trinoda is still alive, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's done making movies. But I think he's the last one left of that generation. And, like, Japanese New Wave is, like, the 60s, so yeah, he's got to be how old now? Yeah, probably 80s or 90s. And his wife is, yeah. in, his wife is in all his movies, too. And she's in a bunch of Goshen movies. Uh, she's also a pretty famous actress over there, but she's like twenty years younger than him, so I'm pretty. I think she'll probably outlive him, but oh. uh, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, for me, I have uh, it's, it's thematic. For seventy one, I have two genre on um. Uh, Vampire movies, Shiver of the Vampires, and Requiem of the Vampires. And they are kind of similar to Black Moon and like the energy. But the thing with Jean Roland is uh, a lot of his movies are just kind of these meandery, artsy, poetic movies that uh, you love it or you hate it, and there's no in between. But uh, yeah, so those two. Uh, and for 75, I have, uh, two movies about America. One is Nashville, the Altman movie, and others Coonskin. And those are, this about different aspects of American culture and, like, American history, where Coonskin is, um, what's, uh, I'll make this quick, is what, what, what Tarantino thinks he's doing with his westerns, which he's fucking isn't. Where Coonskin, he actually, actually actually talked to black people about what what's like to be black in America, and he in that's a part of what makes makes Coonskin so fascinating and strange, mm-hmm. and, and like incendiary and like he's just, uh, it, it's it, it's his best movie, which also isn't saying a whole bunch, but I love Bakshi as an artist in general, and uh, the and uh, and I guess a quick third. One would be Super Vixens, Russ Meyer, because Russ Meyer is like, when I think of like American exploitation, like I always think of Russ Meyer first, because like there's something about his his movies and vibe is like super like American in like the best and worst ways. <clears throat> but yeah, that's it for, for me. Amanda? Okay, so um, since I can't share my love for Daughters of Darkness, um, so you can. Oh, of course you can. No, no, go gush about it. That movie's great. It's okay. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say the Telephone Book. Um, There's a really cool uh, Vinegar Syndrome release from a while back. Um, I think that is '71, and it is a um, comedy and uh, sexploitation movie. And it's a woman that um, falls in love with somebody who makes, like, inappropriate phone calls to her. 
Um, and it's it's interesting and it's really good. And it received an X rating, I think, like when it came out, if I remember right. Um, but it's uh, definitely a small, interesting movie, and I definitely recommend it because it's just it has a pretty cool vibe to it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's definitely um, kind of avant garde and. Um, just, just an interesting movie, and the release is pretty cool that Vinegar Syndrome came out with it if you want to get the disc. Um, and then for 75, um, what I'm going to recommend uh, stars a younger Don Johnson, uh, Boy and His Dog, um, which is a really cool uh, post-apocalyptic movie, hmm. literally about a boy and his dog. Um, and I would say that it definitely is also a dark comedy um, based on um, what happens to his girlfriend. Um, but, um, without spoiling it, um, but a lot of it too is if you're familiar with the, uh, Fallout video game series, you can see that they really like this movie, because mm. there's quite a few yeah. things in it that remind me of those games, especially different people that they, uh, encounter, um, that also live underground, but, uh, it's, it's a really cool movie, it, they, they definitely didn't have much of a budget, but they, they do a lot with it, and it's just, huh. I think, somewhat <clears throat> forgotten, um, I don't see a lot of people talking about it, but that's, that's a cool little... Yeah. I have a, I've avoided it because I heard dogs like, oh no, this is gonna make me too sad. I'm not watching this. Yeah, um, it is I mean, you should feel sad, sad for his girlfriend, not his dog. Well, I didn't know about the girlfriend part. I just hear I saw a dog and tiles like, no, I, I'm not yeah, gonna. I mean, I'm not that's gonna, how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. gonna, not gonna fall for it. I mean, it's yeah. Really... I th- Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, it it it, it gets a little rapey. Um, yes. I think that that's my chief complaint with it mm-hmm. otherwise i think it is really good it's it's definitely um dark and it's funny at times but to your point yes um and he I'm trying to remember like the dog and him like can speak to each other like telepathically um yes weird um but oh, i like it i think it's cool oh, yeah, okay. those are my recommendations yeah, uh, I think friend of the show Mike Wood either knows the screenwriter of that movie or he knows someone who knew the screenwriter, and okay. they have uh, big kind of apparently a lunatic. <laughs> I mean, you've seen the movie, huh? like, yeah. A very young Don Johnson, which is also interesting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, on the, on that note, in Coonskin, the lead is the is Tubbs from. Um, uh, Miami Vice. Uh, what's his name? Philip. I have to look up his name. Can't remember now. I don't know either. Let me see. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Philip Michael Thomas. That's it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so uh, a secret. So secret Miami Vice. Um, <laughs> uh, recommendations too. Blatant Miami Vice recommendation. Yeah. All right, so uh, uh, Amanda, are you gonna be in any uh, podcast stuff or whatever in the next few months? Um, I don't know, and the only reason why I'm saying I don't know is because I did record something a while back, and I don't think it's been released yet. So possibly, um, but I think that's kind of it right now. I've been a little quiet. I mean, uh, so I'll, I'll definitely keep you guys posted on that. But there was something that I did that uh, hasn't been released out into the wild yet um so i guess stay tuned there i don't want to really spoil it for the person that i recorded it with because i don't know what decision we're making um okay yeah maybe all right uh 
as of this recording, I just made a secret appearance on uh, Movies from Hell. It was Heather Drain's birthday, and uh, Bradley asked me and some other people, do you want to make a surprise visit on Movies from Hell and wish Heather happy birthday? So I, I, I was on there for like 20 minutes. I haven't heard an episode yet. Yeah. And we talked about stuff for 20 minutes, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was nice and fun. But uh, I think that's yeah that's it and uh i don't know i've I've on movies from hell a whole bunch uh uh last few years so go go through their archive you'll you'll find me on there uh j-dog that's cool well i'm uh doing video games five times a week monday through friday on youtube um my game channel is jdt games underscore kcd um, but talking about playing as kind cat dad, but the more I say it out loud, I feel weird about it. So we're just going to go with KCD, but, uh, playing Elden Ring. Uh, I don't know what my l- let's play will be at the time because like I'm playing day of the tentacle remastered straight. Let's play, you know, if you want to learn how to play the game or just watch every bit of it. I recommend those videos because I know the game mm -hmm, up and down. Uh, Maniac Mansion I am less familiar with, so. (laughs) Except that it scared me a lot when I was a kid because we had it on Nintendo. Uh, Other than that, the still... mm, uh, The Arbitrary Indiscriminate Movie Podcast still releasing episodes... uh, I think we're having a little bit of issues with like getting all three of us together because it's the world. Yes. But you could still count on us continuing because, uh, frankly, I think all three of us really like doing the podcast. So, yeah. And, uh, I, I want to give my friend Jamie an apology episode after making him watch the bench warmers. Oh, I still, I still feel bad about it. (laughs) You should. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> listen to our episode we none of us it, i will it, we, we try to avoid talking about it <laughs> yeah, it's yeah so yeah uh you can find us on twitter and all that shit um it, it's it's easy to, easy to find yeah uh amanda you social media stuff um, w Mass Liberty on Twitter. Uh, mostly movie stuff, sometimes food, sometimes a small pudgy yellow bird. Um, I also am posting his videos on TikTok, but that's just because I'm bored. Um, but, you know, feel free to, to take a peek if you want to see a pudgy yellow bird be a jerk. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, movies and video games and just kind of it, it's what I do to not think about work and stress. So I'm always happy to talk about anything on mostly on Twitter. Hmm. Uh, J-Dog? Oh, you want to know wh- where you could follow me? Yeah. I guess uh, at JDT Movies on Twitter if you want to hear me ranting about political stuff because uh, it's my Twitter and I get to do what the hell I want with it. And for, for my gaming side, yeah, exactly, until they take over. Uh, <laughs> um, at JDT Games, easy enough to find. But the, the, uh, if you Google you JDT it? Games, huh? How do you spell it? 
Oh, it's called oh, which one? JDT I'm just, Games. I'm just kidding. It's okay. Yeah. I, hold on. I'm right. Let me let me write it down for you. Um, okay. W W W. No. That's that's about it. I'm getting ready to like put game stuff on Instagram. Also nice. uh, under jdt games underscore kcd same thing with tiktok if i actually figure out how to do that but i am an old man so it may scare me away i mean i am an old and i figured it out so i believe in you no thank you mm-hmm. i don't think you're as old. he doesn't know no, i don't think you're as old <laughs> I don't as joel know what. <laughs> what was that i don't think you're as old as joel i don't know i'm closer to 40 I'm... than i am to 30 <laughs> oh, okay yeah you're you're in my range at least i'm 40 okay and proudly 40, because that's the age when you stop giving a fuck. Uh, well, Joel Watchard's uh, Megan Sunday is older than you by um, month, and she's on TikTok. <gasps> See? Yeah, but she's got talent. Yeah. Uh, same birthday <laughs> as the release date of Happy Birthday to Me, actually. Oh. Which is very appropriate if you know Megan. Sorry, my All right, we, on. should I hit stop? Yeah, probably. Stop. Spencer, what? Stop it! Stop it now. Am I supposed to do something? No. Spencer, should I hit stop? The show can be found on Twitter at Piano Player Pod. Our email is still highlowpod at gmail.com. You can find a show on Spotify, Podbean, and various other places where you can find podcasts. Our intro music is by Vivian Fop, and our cover art is by Sarah Roberts. You can find her art, sarahkathleenroberts.com. And thank you for listening.